eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. I'm Mick Garris. When it comes to horror, you might know me as a writer, producer, and director. But I also love making people open up. I'm getting together with the most fascinating people in fright filmmaking. I'm going to pick their brains and find out what they know. But if they've got any secrets they're determined to keep, I have ways of making them talk. Download new episodes of Postmortem with Mick Garris every other Wednesday at PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or you can subscribe on iTunes. Hey, just talking a little <laughs> shop before we're talking shop, man. Yeah. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Crowell. It's uh, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Over there, we're just sort of uh, talking about the current state of uh, the exotic car market. And as best I can tell, it's pretty much flatlined for the last year or so, with the exception of the new exotics. Yeah, I was going to say the new exotics. And also some uh, sort of quirky stuff like VW vans are two hundred grand now, yeah. You know, and some lower. I just sent actually Bill Simmons, the sports guy, and um, his client or his manager or his agent, my agent, James Baby Doll Dixon. I just sent Baby Doll. Uh, I think I was just. I, I go to eBay once every nine days and just go to, like, exotic cars, although their browser's a little hard to use sometimes. It gets a little funky, The yeah. part that's a little hard to use is, for me, you can go, well, what do you want to look up? Lamborghini, Ferrari, uh, GT40. I just simply go there, and I just go most expensive first. Yeah. And if you just go most expensive first, then all this cool stuff all you cool like is just going to yeah. pop up. First, yeah, there'll be some weird Hitler Mercedes and stuff in there, but for like the most, the Miami Vice Testarossa, the guy wanted like one point seven five million for right, it, but it sold for two hundred grand. If you <laughs> if you if you just punch in exotics or something, you just have to comb through yeah. a thousand Gallardos. <laughs> you know, a guy wants eighty nine grand for it. Yeah, you know, like it just when it sorts it by like newest listing or like sponsored post, like a page, like somebody pays a couple bucks extra to get it at the top of the list. You're right. That's where all that stuff comes up. Right. And so what you guys should do is just go most expensive. I mean, if in your just like if you're just shopping, look, just, just kicking like, tires, yeah, just having just fun, window shopping, looking yeah. for fun stuff on eBay. 
Yeah, like you're not, you don't get your checkbook out, but you want to just see what a goal wing is going for. Then yeah. you just go most expensive first, and it's fun. And and every once in a while, you get the Camry that the guy wants four point seven million dollars for. But <laughs> you realize, I I think he's just rolling the dice on that one. Or maybe the interior is really nice. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe it, it's got a leather interior. Could in have like neon underneath like uh, that. For sure, got the V six. <laughs> 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 I do love it when the beige Camry gets in there for $5 million. Yeah. But for the most part, you can just go to most expensive first. It, and again, if you're looking to buy a gardening truck, then hit closest first <laughs> to your <laughs> yeah. location. Yeah. But if you're going, for, you want to just have some fun, you know. And uh, so that's what I do. And I was scrolling down and I found a couple of Mercedes 190s. They they were buy it now for like two fifty yeah and I just sent it I don't even know how to cut and paste but a boy I cut just, and pasted and I sent it to <laughs> Baby Doll Dixon because Matt was like with me in the hotel room when I was like there's one going off at Meekum that could probably gonna go or maybe it's uh, R M or Gooding yeah. they could probably get it for fifty five or sixty thousand bucks and he's like uh my wife says you know I'm like. They're 250 all day long yeah. now. And it, this wasn't that long ago. This is a few years back. And I was just going, you need to squeeze the trigger on this car at 55 or 60. And he's like, mm, they're 250 now. And let me tell you something. David, I was crying all the way to the bank with like his $9 million a year or whatever. The f- he's a rich guy. <laughs> he's a super rich guy. But yeah. let me tell you something. Rich guys love these stories. They love the They deals. don't even care about the money. They love the idea. They love going, eh, I paid 60 for that car. And they go, oh, when was that? It was 2011, I think. Yeah. Oh, what's it worth now? Oh, I wouldn't sell mine, but one just sold for 250 Like, they yeah. love that story. Love that story. He could have told that. I just sent it to him. <laughs> I said, show your wife. So you're kind of a dick. Yeah, kind of a dick. Kind of a, uh, well, you can be dicks to super rich guys. And to agents. And agents. Right. Right? Right. Especially so that agent who the, reps all those uh, guys. But uh, Bill Simmons was trying to get he, – he wanted to squeeze the trigger on like – and this is a car I like. And, and I, I guess it's like kind of – Trust your instincts. I I felt this way about some years ago, and not that many, five to eight years ago. I would look at f- first-generation Ferrari 930 turbos, like 76, 77, and go, it's a nice car. Porsche. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Ferrari. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Porsche turbos, 930 yeah, turbos. And I'd go... What are those things going? Look at the thirty thousand, a nice ones like thirty k, and I was going, that's that's a cool car, and that's yeah. not from the nineties or the eighties. That's the mid seventies, air cooled, yeah. big flares, and kind of first turbos, you know. And I just look at those, and they had a great sort of metallicy blue, you know. And I'd go, that's a bitchin' car. They should they should be more than thirty. They should be, and and I remember thinking at the time, like I should get a couple of those, but I, you know, what yeah. do I? I don't have enough room, and blah blah blah. But if you have these kind of impulses, you should follow yeah. up on them every once in a while. I remember a neighbor of mine when I was a kid. I I, I lived in this cul-de-sac as a kid, and uh, I remember because we were talking over the other day about jumping bikes when we were kids, and uh, we had this huge rock in the front yard, and in the in the cul-de-sac you could play, and we built the ramp. We were jumping bikes, and the guy at the end of the cul-de-sac was like 
this huge muscly guy that like opened a gym because on the second level of his house he built his gym but the weight started falling through <laughs> it was just like he was like a huge muscly guy and i remember he had like like that dark brown metallic porsche yeah. color yeah and he had a 930 mm. and it, it just it sat in there he loved it he fired it up every once in a while didn't do anything with it i just fantasize about that this big muscly guy still owns that thing today and yeah. what kind of money very homoerotic you fantasizing all greased <laughs> that he up, still has that shirt car. off sitting in it leaning flo- he, I know, he was like laying an over the guy. hood with the come hither look on his face <laughs> he was like an investment guy that made some money and then really got into weightlifting and over like three years Overdid he just it. got yeah just got then he had to like open his own gym and it became his next business and then i feel like he beat his kids and got a divorce i uh well so he probably lost his car so look their <laughs> cars like i'll give you a, i'll give you an example one that's still within it, it's within striking distance but it's like a boat that's going off into the night and you better fire that rocket right now if you're gonna if you're gonna land it on that boat because it just keeps getting further away uh, and this is what Bill Simmons wanted. Bill Simmons wanted a Mercedes, I think either a 220 or 360 or 450 or whatever. But I think it was like the 260, the like 1968 had the had the enclosed headlights that stood up. Okay. With the, you got to give the, it a minute. Euro, Chris isn't here today. It's with the take Euro a shield on it. <laughs> uh, just uh Mercedes 260 convertible uh I think two seater, whatever, probably late sixties. When they, 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 it's a little tough because they're like a two twenty, then they went to two sixty or whatever. They're a little bit boxy, but they're cool little convertibles. Yeah, and they were just worthless. You know, they were fifteen grand, seventeen grand, whatever it is. Well, as of course as the one ninety, yeah, as the one ninety. Now we're looking at a two twenty or two sixty. Let me see a 260 with the enclosed headlights. But they're good looking. They look better than the 190, I yeah. think. And they're sturdy. They they got a straight six in them versus a four banger. And they work. Yeah. And it's a nice convertible vintage 60s car to tool around in. And they were 15 grand all day long. Now they're 65 to 80. Now people are like redoing them and stuff. Yeah. But if you're going to make a move on that car... There's Bill even, should have done it seven years ago when he was talking to me about it. Even some like '80s SLs, mm-hmm. like those cars you can start picking up. And by the way, SLs from a, a dozen years ago, like an SL '65 or three or whatever they had back in the time, like that's a bargain of a lifetime. That's a car with a zero to sixty in like three and a half seconds, and it's like thirty five thousand bucks. Oh, I was I was saw <laughs> like, one. If you want on, like a crazy car to drive? Yeah, no, I saw one on the road. Um, <laughs> and they. They're still kind of timeless. I, I see think. them going across at Meekham for like twenty eight grand or something, yeah. and I I hearkened back to uh, circa two thousand and five or four or something when they gave me an AMG to drive around for a week, and it's like it's just a ton of car, yeah, just a ton of car, and aesthetically they don't look much different. They still look they, good. They also look the same. They they always kind of felt like big and heavy to me, mm-hmm. but just gobs of torque. Uh, what year are we looking at here, Kalen, on our 260? Uh, 1968. 68. Can we find the one, put in that, put in Euro headlights or something? Because they had this cool, full-covered, you know, like kind of like Porsche would do the covered headlight yeah. versus the, they had one that had a full sheet of glass. They're a cool that car. I, I can't picture that. Mercedes has a great sound. I don't know if you guys, yeah. it has a really cool 
throaty kind of it's 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 not to a, me they were always kind of like especially the the modern amg cars they're they're german muscle cars to me like, yeah they sound sick yeah 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 the the straight sixes have a purring kind of a weird not an aggressive not a high strung sound but just a great uh it's it's weird a a, a stock older Z car will have the same sound with that straight six, yeah. which is basically the same straight six, just aluminum head, single overhead cam, dual Solex or whatever they had. But they're cool cars, yeah. and they're and they're a little bit quirky with the big steering wheel and the horn honk. That's the bar that goes all the way yeah, around, yeah, yeah. and they're a little bit boxy, but probably pretty easy to work on, and they have a nice proportion to them. Yeah, they're they're cool. And and, I mean, to your point, though, those are the kind of cars that we're starting to see go up in value a little bit, you know, in the market, not auctions. And we're not really seeing a lot of changes on a Gullwing, some of the Lamborghinis, Ferrari, like 330. Like a lot of these cars seem to have plateaued. And I don't know if it's just the current state of politics. Like we were thinking with a new president. Things might in, improve a little bit. Maybe people felt like they were saving some money on taxes, and mm-hmm. but I still think that that whole thing is still so volatile that nobody's really made a decision yet. Like, yes, if the they market, should spend a little money, nobody's really decided if they the should spend money. Yet. Seems to be f- just kind of frozen on the upper end yep. vintage cars, but as it seizes up the lower end stuff again, VW vans they're. Two hundred and fifty grand now. I mean, I've seen I've seen a few roll across at Mecham or wherever. I think yeah. for like for like or Barrett Jackson or whatever. I I think it was like two hundred and fifty grand. Who, who's your buddy that's like super into those? The comedian Fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah, he's got like every one. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel Glacius. I kind of feel like he could have diversified that collection a little bit, but well, <laughs> also he's a big dude. He needs a lot of van. <laughs> Fluffy was probably buying those things for. I mean, some of his earlier works, you know, 30 grand, 35 grand, yeah. 40 grand, whatever. Now that stuff's 200, 250, and you have 18 of them. Yeah. That, that's all right. I, you're, you're right. And it's funny. I did, you mentioned Jay Lowe's I did see him on there, and he does have a nice collection. Yes. Like, well taken care of. I don't think he can turn a wrench. <laughs> I don't think he can turn a wrench. But I think he does have a nice uh, collection. All right. Let's talk to uh, Vassy. Vassy? Thirty-nine. Hey Adam. Hey, man. hey Adam. Matt. How's it going? Hello. It's going good. So I'll get to my question. All uh, right. I hope you are. You guys are doing well. Um, I know you love to race cars, and, and you race a lot here domestically, overseas. Uh, I saw you at Goodwood. Do you have an interest in racing at any other tracks? And uh, what car from your collection would you want to race on? What tracks? Um, I like the Goodwood Road Circuit, although I've never been on it, but I've been there enough. Um, it would be crazy to do like a couple laps around the ring. That would be phenomenal treat. Yeah, that would be a treat. Although, I, you know, my kind of feeling is like, I don't know, if you can't learn it, then what, what can you really do with it? Cause, you can learn it on Xbox. I guess and you can learn go- it on Xbox. <laughs> um, so I, I would say, and, and this is something I've kicked around, and I talked to some of the guys who brought my Newman car out there. I would not have a car per se, that would qualify for the Goodwood Historics, per What's se. The cutoff? the cutoff's like 66, 66 or 4. Yeah, 66. I'm pretty sure the cutoff is 66. Yeah. Now, 
I'm sure there's a couple of things in my repertoire, like 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 a '69 Dotson Roadster or something like that. Maybe we can sneak that in. That I might be able to make an argument for, but I, judging from watching enough of that racing over there, I'm not even sure where what run group they would be with. I have talked to my guys over there, and I said, you know. I think the most sensible thing to do would be to find a good Lotus Cortina. Yeah, that'd be cool. And you could find, a, he said they had plenty of left-hand drive ones over there. And you could take this left-hand drive Cortina and they could go source it out, find it for you, find something that had, you know, enough history to get in, but wasn't a hundred grand, you know, yeah. 46 grand or something. And, and then they get it, they prep it. They bring it there, and then you just go yeah. do Goodwood in that Cortina and, you know, find one that's, you know, that's competitive. Right. Yeah, that could be kind of fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be... That only would cost a hundred grand. <laughs> it wouldn't be so much, it wouldn't be so much the, the race. I mean, it was, sorry, it wouldn't be so much the track. You'd want to do the race. It, you're right. Participating with... The field of cars that are out there, the people that are out there, like getting out there, that's that's fun to do. Like even when you did the hill climb, I mean, the moment that you're in the car is kind of exhilarating and fun, but everything else around it and being able to, yeah. you know, to participate in it. And and everybody's going to walk around and be like, Ace Man, you driving? Ace Man, you driving? We're yeah. like, yes, I am. Yep. Uh, <laughs> There's the car now we're looking oh, at it I see with the, the covered covers. headlights. I see the light It's a covers. cool looking yeah. little little car. Uh, right, now we got to find out what the two sixties are. Good going. job, Kalen. Good job, Kalen. <laughs> He's so happy. So good so far. <laughs> so good. We have to save find all out. these photos. We, so we can fig- put them up on we the car. We got to figure out the price of these cars yeah. now. As I I think they're on the move, man. And also, guys are doing them. There's yeah. a weird thing that Mercedes guys do, Vassy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they do cars way before their time. The those one nineties. Yeah, I was seeing nut and bolt serious German, you know, shop restorations with correct stickers and markings and stuff yeah, on those one yeah. nineties when they were going for sixty, seventy grand. And you're just looking at this yeah. car and you're going, "This is a German car with a full nut and bolt restoration done at a shop that knows what it's doing." Yeah. My brother worked on one of those. He was working at a shop six or seven years ago in, I don't know, like South Florida, and he didn't understand. My brother didn't understand at the time. The guy's like, he's got a $40,000 car. He's putting 50000 in the restoration. It's going to be worth 40000 when it's done. I said, yes, when it's done in six weeks from now, eight years ago. But right. wait. Yeah, yeah, no, I... It is hundred grand is going to be the what, bargain of a lifetime. What I'm saying is, is... These cars look to me like $100,000 restorations that I'm looking at. The the bid at the auction says between 50 and 62.5, you know, <laughs> and you're like, how is this working? Now, those were the 190s seven years ago, but I, I, I always used to kind of take note. Yeah. I wasn't taking note of the gold wings. The gold wings were all done to the nines, but they're $1.2 million. Yeah. These were 60,000 and nut and bolt restorations. There was a lot of them. And I was just kind of looking at it. And also, as we go down this journey, this path, gold wings are one of the few you never, you almost never find drivers 
in, in, in gull wings. It's always crazy rotisserie, rotisserie yeah. restorations. and gull wings. they're expensive and, now. Everybody and always have been. Store them. I know, but you don't see that with other cars. Like the percentage of cars that have the full nut and bolt on them for gull wings for yeah. the last decades. It's always been, oh, it's just done. Pristine, beautifully. Like, yeah. There's something about Germans, so, but, German cars. But are you thinking something. those have... Those aren't recent restorations. People started doing those 10 years ago, and now they're starting to roll out into auctions, you know, the past five years for uh, my a million theory, bucks. Maybe those restorations are eight, nine, 10 years old, and they've just been My theory is simply that the folks that like the German cars have some sort of gene where they're willing to go, I want a nut and bolt on this thing, even if that's more expensive than the value of the car. Yeah. Whereas... You don't see a lot of that with Ferrari. You know, you you don't see a Ferrari 400 with a $150,000 nut and bolt restoration on a car that's worth 50 grand. Right. You've, I, I've, you've never seen a Ferrari 400 with a nut and bolt. Now, yeah. you wouldn't see the 250 from the early 60s, 250 2 plus 2s with nut and bolts until now, because now they're worth 450. Before... They're all just drivers. Yeah. All those cars. You would see the Ferrari long nose GTB with the nut and bolt. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the Daytonas, a lot of them don't have nut and bolts just because they're like, yeah, they're worth 600 grand and it costs, you know, Daytona's going to cost 250 to do, you know, like, but the Mercedes, they're doing the 260s now. I'm going to get ahead of the curve. I'm going to do a Lamborghini Yalpa. (laughs) What do we got here? We got one for sale. Yeah. Four? Yeah, Three? for yeah, it's when he pulling into the his his estate and then they lost it all. He was very angry. Uh, Nineteen sixty seven Mercedes Benz two sixty class fifty nine thousand miles automatic gasoline interior white ooh red and white seventy nine k is that the is that the buy it now or is that on eBay or where are we? All right, you can figure it out. So uh, yeah, it's not eBay, but all yeah. right, the guy's trying to get eighty grand for it. That car was. Seventeen five six years ago, <laughs> no problemo. Yeah, I don't know that particular car, but you know what I'm saying. They're going. To, hey, if the one ninety is going to be two fifty, people. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. And the one ninety would have been. Jesus Christ, I don't even like Mercedes. <laughs> talking so much about it. The one ninety would have been like uh fifty nine to sixty three or something somewhere you know early sixties. So this is still in the sixties. It's just yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. the next the two twenty, then the two sixty or whatever. And it's got a six. Yeah. I don't know. But it's not the car you're gonna buy and race in Europe. Oh. Yeah, Mercedes. this is on cars for sale and it's uh, not buy it now. They're just asking for an offer. All right. Seventy nine. Check eBay. Let's check that out too. Okay. All right. I uh yes, I would like to get this uh Lotus Cortina thing going. And run it in that race. I would also worry that there is so much contact in that race. And it's such a, I think it's a very fast track with a lot of contact, a lot of balls out driving. Yeah. And I probably. <coughs> so you, don't want a big, you don't want a big horsepower car. You want a, like a fun momentum car and something that's not going to. The funnest racing there is the Mini Coopers and the Cortinas and the and even in, no, but they're even in there with like the Falcons with the yeah. five hundred horsepower or whatever. But they're not keeping up sometimes with the Cortinas and they're sliding all over the place. Yeah. And that S curve, you see the big muscle cars rolling around like all the Mustangs and the Camaros and uh, 
Like the, you know, which is a category. So I guess the the cutoff's got to be sixty six six because there's the Mustangs out there running. And uh, yeah, they have G- they have four GT forties, a lot of GT forties yeah. out there. So they couldn't cut it at sixty four. They cut it at sixty six, and that's why. And uh, Kalen will look that up next. The uh, Goodwood Revival cutoff. The reason I cut it at 66 is because I, I I don't know if McLaren died there. It got too fast. It got too dangerous. Yeah. It was too dangerous a track for the higher But it is the cutoff for like, cars. it gets the Thunderbolts in there. It gets a Mustang, the Gen 1 Mustang in there. And you can see those cars run. Lots of Ferraris, lots of Jags. Here's how you know where the cutoff is at Goodwood. Lots of, and again, I can easily be wrong about anything because I don't really know anything for certain. But I have very good and strong feelings about everything. <laughs> okay. You will not, you will see a lot of Ford GT40s. Yeah. You will not see the big block uh, Mark IVs. Okay. There. The ones that won in 68 or 69 or whenever they stop winning. You will see the 66 and the 65 or whatever. You'll see the first gen, the 289. Yeah. And maybe even you won't. You'll see the body style, not of the big ones. Not the big that engine. Foyt drove with. Uh, it's too late after the cutoff. Dan Gurney and Foyt, I think, and the bigger the big yeah. ones, right? It's funny because you mentioned that. Now I I do also remember seeing like like the Gen One Mustangs out there, but not the Camaros because that was sixty seven. There you go. There, there you go. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, hop to the phones. Downshift. Post car neutral to stop. And needs to take special care of on a turbo. Advice, takes car, hits 100,000 miles. Uh, I'll just go from the bottom up. Hey, uh, John, 30, Arizona. John? Hey, Adam. Uh, long-time listener, first time calling into any of your shows. Thanks, man. What's going on? Thanks. Um, so I have a 2015 Volkswagen GTI. I've owned it, uh, and uh, I bought it in 2014. I've had it for about three years now. And... It's got about 85,000 miles in it. I feel like I'm the first person to ever hit that mark. Oh, you like GTI, to drive. So. <laughs> I do. I live in Phoenix, man, so I drive an hour to work every day. So, I mean, In kinda... Phoenix, an hour to work is like 100 miles. <laughs> Out here, it's seven miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I know yeah, it's not it's as work bad at as home LA, here. But... <laughs> All right. But, yeah, so. What, yeah. I'm sorry, what year is the GTI? It's 2015. It's one of the, it's the oh. uh, first of the new generation. Yeah, okay. Okay. Is that all-wheel drive now? They all all-wheel drive? No, it's a front-wheel drive. The Golf R is the, the all-wheel drive. Okay, continue. Yeah. So I'm just uh, kind of wondering, like, you know, what, with the fact that it is approaching 100,000 miles, like, like it's probably the first car I've ever owned that's above 200 horsepower. So I'm just kind of seeing, like, what's, like, what would be your advice in taking care of it? And, yeah. Basically. Should have started at twenty thousand miles. As far yeah. as taking care of well, it. <laughs> I, you I know, bought it brand new. I, hey, oh, I, that John, was all me. All you have to do is whatever the factory wants you to do. You know. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're doing your wear and tear items. Like, don't you don't have to push the limits every time. Change the oil. You know. I mean, you're getting yeah, to the point. Step up to a better synthetic or something like that. I mean, and also. I mean, you're getting to the point where going through the fluids, maybe doing your transmission fluid, diff fluid, brake fluid. Like, go ahead and but, freshen all that stuff up. Yeah, I agree. But also the manual's going to tell you what they what they want. Yeah. And they kind of know. 
Does that thing have a... That thing's back to... Everything's a chain drive, right? No more belt drives on the cams? That one I have no idea. I feel, I, I feel like it would, you would know it by now, because what do the belts do? 65,000 miles They say. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done the belt? Ever done the uh, timing belt? Uh, not quite yet, no. I, I know... Or does that have a belt or a chain? I don't know on that engine, but I know on the Volkswagen they they've had belts. Sad that we John doesn't know. John, belt or chain? Yeah, uh, I think it's a belt. I'm still kind of a novice, so like no, uh, I get it. World, they, so. they, they were they were chains. Then they were oh no, they were probably as a matter of fact. All right, now Kalen's got to figure this one out. I uh, don't <laughs> think because VW. Stop me if I'm wrong here. VW made a flat air-cooled motor for its whole life. Yeah. And then, if memory serves, in 1974, they came out with a Rabbit. And in 1974, they came out with a water-cooled inline four. I know, because I think my that's the first new car my dad ever bought. My dad was 42... <laughs> 43, <laughs> bought his very first new car, and it was a stripped-down, four-speed, all vinyl, even the floor mats, you know, no carpet anywhere. Yeah. Rabbit. And I think that was 74. could have been 75. And now they went to water-cooled, straight configuration, blah, blah, blah. That car probably had a belt. Probably, because it, it didn't go from, like, it didn't, like it, it didn't go from chain to belt. See, a lot of cars have gone from chain, timing chain, to timing belt, back to chain. Yeah. Because chains are just better, and they don't wear out, blah, blah, blah. But they may have they may have passed the first chain period and landed right at the beginning of the belt era. Yeah. I don't know. I had a Jetta. I forgot it was 2001 or something. That's belt. I put a belt on it. Yeah. And then uh, I think cars went back to chain. All right. Kalen. Yeah. 1974, Rabbit, VW Rabbit, did it have a timing belt or a timing chain? And then we go to 2015, GT, GTI. GTI, Volkswagen, we find out if it has a chain or belt. Now, the GTI is probably a V6 now, right? Well, Uh-oh. at least the R. I think he it's might have uh, four. Yours four? Yep. Yeah, you may have a belt. Chain. Huh? I, I looked it up. It does use a chain. Okay. Oh, it does. Good. Beat right. Kalen to the punch. Don't worry about that. Now we still need the VW need the, 74, the 74 Rabbit. <laughs> all right. Do all the stuff that the manual says. I'm sorry it's not a sexy answer. but And you, if you want to step up your motor oil, feel free. You know how much we love that. All right. This guy's got a turbo. Johnny, 49, Tennessee. Hey, guys. What's going on, Matt. man? Hey. Appreciate hey. you guys. Sure, man. Uh, got a, uh, speaking of Goodwood, I've got a Juke Nismo RS. Oh. And I'm, it's been, Wait, what the hell is a Juke Nismo? Nissan. It's a Nissan. Yeah. You, you guys are, yeah, like Nissan it's like Jeep a jacked-up car SUV thing. Are they I, you know, do I think a Nismo I, one of those? I think I drove one of those with a manual. Does yours have a manual? It is manual. I will never buy automatic. It's the same one they did the two-wheel at uh, Goodwood, where it ran the course yeah. Yeah, up yeah. the hill but on it, the two wheels. Right. But hold on. Do they sell those? Yes, yeah. they do. 
They sell a juke, which is like you know, little uh, family yep. truckster. Yeah, a little but, SUV. But the new the Nismo version of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's yeah. not like a really souped up not that version. Nismo-y. It's more of a trim package, maybe a little. I don't know what kind of. No, actually, it's it's got actually it's got almost two hundred and fifty no two fifteen mm. two hundred fifteen horsepower lighter. Uh, it what's a normal juke in, like one eighty? No, one eighty. Yes, it is one eighty. One eighty. Normal juke's one eighty. All right, yeah. it's punched up, nice. It is punched up, and it man, it handles so well. It's I, I could get it. I get it. Okay, it's one of the least. But, uh, uh, it's got. It's like the only car that the Aztec makes fun of aesthetically. Like, <laughs> wow, you're ugly. You're ugly. You're you should ugly. go find a mirror. You find her. You find a mini I know mirror. You are, but what am I? Find a miniature mirror and look at your shabby ass. <laughs> ugly. My God, is that an ugly car? But so ugly, you, you, uh, you'd have to love it. I yeah. could go, I'm down with the Nismo version of the Juke. I didn't. I did not know it existed. So thank you. Uh, well, speaking for your Volkswagen guy, that's the one they compare it to. They compare it to that in the Ford ST because it's just as fast. All okay. right, all right. So, what? Uh, where are we at now? You got quite. It's got a turbo on it. Yeah, and I'm not. I haven't had a turbo for years, and I know back in the day you had to let it run when you started it. You had to let it run when you got ready to turn it off for just like about you know thirty seconds. Yeah, idle. Had it, yeah, they they didn't want. The thing they didn't want the turbo spinning without the bearings getting oil. So what they didn't want yeah. you to do back in the day, I bet they don't want you to do it today either. Is throw some revs and shut the engine down because then the oil stops pumping to the turbo bearing. Yeah, I but gotcha. the turbo's still spinning without an oil supply. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So you would recommend just kind of like letting it run for about uh, 10, 15, 30 seconds when you start it up and when you before you turn it off. I. Uh, I would. That'll give you time to uh, clean out all of the cheese-flavored popcorn that your kids dropped in the back from the car seats back there and the sippy bottles yeah. and the Door of the Explorer diaper bag that's in the back and get it all cleaned out during that period. Now, I do that with my cars, but I'm removing models and golf clubs. Oh, yeah, of course. But you use that same, oh, you use that same time to get the cheese. To be snacks. fair, probably some of those models use the same juice box. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a, you know, modern day stuff is, is cured a lot, but I would say turbos, start the car and let it sit for a second, let the, let the blood get pushed to the turbo, you know, and, and when you shut them down, before you shut them down, stop. Let it idle for 10 Mississippi and then shut it down. Think of how far we've gone with the turbo technology. Like, you know, back in the day when we were seeing some of the, you know, early cars come out with turbos, it was a fad for a while. And then we had a lot of these reliability maintenance issues. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people were not doing turbos because they couldn't get those cars to be as reliable as, as, and now everything seems to have turbo on it. Absolutely. You know, almost every Porsche is a turbo now, whether it has turbo in the name or not. All the 911s are turbo, and then you can buy a 911 turbo. It's nice. <laughs> oh, and it used to AMSOIL uh, oil, by the way. Yeah, if you're that's gonna, right. If, if yeah. that's what you should do at 100,000, step it up. You know what? Let me tell you about it. Uh, AMSOIL, it's moved beyond stock performance. AMSOIL synthetic motor oil. Combines top tier synthetic technology with unique additives to protect up to 25,000 miles or one year between changes. It shields the engine from wear and deposits. Wear on pistons and cams can lead to loss of power. Probably bad mileage as well. I'm going to go with bad MPGs. Uh, 75% more engine protection against horsepower loss and wear than required by industry standards. Piston cleanliness is 93% above. 
an industry standard. This is tested in the field and on the track in extreme conditions. Check out amsoil.com slash carcast for more info. It's amsoil.com forward slash carcast. Amsoil, devoted to protection. Yeah, get yourself some of that, man. All right. Kalen, 74, VW. Yeah, we're seeing that the belt started on the VW Rabbit in 75. So I imagine that. They did one. Did, but but the Rabbit came out in 74, right? What was on it? It's <laughs> a crack team, NCIS. It can't be like one year of timing change and the like. Hell there's, with that. We, the, we could almost found nothing, but there's a parts geek site that sells uh timing belts for vw rabbits from 75 through 84 but they don't have any for 74 rabbits so we don't Do, know if the well, rabbit didn't exist or well, not just now I just db the rabbit yeah, just, just wikipedia, just the, wikipedia rabbit. the rabbit i'll tell you what you're don't just wikipedia the word rabbit though when i say crack staff <laughs> okay. i mean high on crack staff so so now we it, i swear i swear my dad now what, my dad what's going on my dad I swear they started in 74, but maybe now, he they might start- have purchased it in 74. Maybe it was a 75, and it doesn't you know, make sense that they switched. Remember when in Dad one was year. like, Adam, let's go to the LA Auto Show. Let me sh- let's show around. Oh, let's have a nice moment. on that old man's shoulder. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. before I was younger, I had one of those wagons that he'd push, but had the big slicks and side pipes done up. You know, just for oh, love. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's such yeah. a gearhead. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it debuted in Europe in 74, but didn't reach uh, Canada or United States until 75. All right. So there it you go. Only had a belt, and today it still has a belt and the four. Is that what we figured out? I my Jetta did. I don't know. I think this guy said. Uh, yeah, uh, he said it. He said he, he looked had it a, up. He said okay. he had a chain. Now, oh, chain. Sorry, they switch it to chain. So they switch. Okay, now you got to figure out what a two sixty Mercedes is going for on uh, on eBay. Okay, that's the next next marching orders. And I'll tell you guys about Geico. Ah, everyone's got the to-do list. You drop off the dry cleaning. You pick up the milk. Whatever you got to do. Take in the dog and put out the cat. How about saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? Now you don't have to get up. Just hop on your computer and go to Geico. That's geico.com. Spend a couple minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Scoot around there. And uh, you could be saving up to 15% on your car insurance. Why not? Put a little extra money in your pocket. It is Geico. Geico Geico.com. Sean, 32 Fresno. Sean? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Just had a question. Uh, I have two vehicles, super common, uh, Toyotas, uh, semi-new, but both automatic. Um, I grew up driving stick, and I just got used to downshifting. Uh, so I don't, I don't just keep the car and drive and just press the brake like most people, but I downshift using the gears or whatever, and then at the stop, I'll put it in neutral. Should I be doing that, or is that just causing more wear and tear that is not necessary? You're taking your automatic and doing it. Correct. Yeah. I don't I, think that's necessary I, at all. Yeah, unnecessary. Although I like the part where it feels like you're doing something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. It really does. I, I swear, it it feels like I I just get a better connection with my vehicle. No, I'm 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 utterly with you. When I was just uh, driving that Trans Am Corvette, I didn't know if I was using the clutch or not. Like when I was downshifting or upshifting, yeah. I had to go watch the game film, and sure enough, my left foot was just pumping it every yeah. every time but I, I i couldn't remember it was this total 
reflex. I didn't shift without hit, doing something with my left foot. I've been driving around uh, uh, getting your M3 fixed. Yeah. And although that clutch is super heavy, um, I've been, uh, I still like the, where the pedals are located in that car. At least for me, it fits. So I've been practicing some, some heel toe mm-hmm. while I'm driving. I'm terrible at it, but at least I can practice it. Mm-hmm. And then I just picked up. Um, this uh, pre-production prototype, this Lexus LC500. It's a big two-door coupe, kind of sports, almost like six-series version of a Lexus. It's it's actually really gorgeous. So it's it a, has a ten-speed automatic. I know. I Could feel. You imagine. I feel like, bad because there's manual, there's paddle shifters, but ten speeds. You'd be there all day. I feel. <laughs> I feel bad because um, I was talking to Mike August, who doesn't know anything about. Car. I was going to say anything, but cars. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about cars. He knows. Uh, he knows a lot about business and politics, show business stuff like that. Still retarded, but yeah, he doesn't know he much said about to me, email. He said to me, um, "Yeah, <laughs> I." He said, "Like, or tactfulness. What did you do last week?" I said, "I drove the Trans Am car." He said, uh, "Oh, what is that?" I said, "It's like it's like a new Corvette." And he yeah. said, "I said, yeah, yeah." I said. What's that got the uh, got the ten speed transmission in there? I was like, no, you retard! Ten speed <laughs> transmission. And he's like, I thought the Camaro, I thought the new Camaro had a ten speed. I was like, no, idiot! Nothing has a fucking ten speed. They have five speeds, six speeds. Maybe Porsche has a seven speed. Maybe someone's got a seven speed. There's no fucking ten speeds. A bicycle, you idiot! Yeah, nobody yeah. has a ten speed. No, that kind of like a race car with a ten speed. Yeah, you were thinking manual. The whole I time. was, yeah. but I was just thinking no. And by the way, you know, Corvette. I'm mean, sorry, Chevy and Camaro. Not you know, still using push rods. Like you're not thinking of them yep. as the tip of the spear of technology. So I was like, listen, Tardo. No 10 speeds. And then he forwarded me a link. (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) Almost every link I get forwarded is never like, Adam Carolla arrives, the new podcast game. It's always like, hey, here's why you're wrong, dickhead. (laughs) Yeah, dick. (laughs) Forwards me the link of the 10-speed Camaro that's coming out or out or... Not manual. To be fair to him, we didn't even draw a distinction. I, I but you, were, you mentioned Trans Am race cars, so you had manual on the brain. I just, did, but but and, to be and fair, he said transmission. To be so fair yeah. to him, I didn't think there was any form of a ten speed. We were at five speeds ten minutes ago. Then yeah. we've been at six speed for a little while, and then I think Porsche said, "Oh, we'll do a seven, you know, manual, whatever." It was kind of cool. Now it wasn't manual, un manual. Yeah. The leap to 10 speed, I was like, look, if you told me Camaro, or sorry, yeah, if you told me Chevy was thinking about a seven speed manual or not, I'd yeah. still go, well, all right, maybe when's that, next three years or something? But 10, this is an automatic, yeah, yeah. even at automatic, was a big leap to 10 yeah. speed. I drove the, the Corvette with a seven speed manual. So what and, is the And ten Porsche sp- has a, a, a seven speed manual, and now. There's a 10-speed automatic. So the Lexus has a 10-speed automatic? It does, but I'm, I think that – I think like Ford and GM did a partnership on they, a joint transmission. Somebody did something. Cause I, I, I want to say a new Ford Raptor has like a 10-speed transmission in it. What you guys need to understand – could be nine. Where's my know. 260s on eBay, Kalen? I'm not finding any of the 260s on eBay. So you go to eBay and you go Mercedes, uh, 260 Mercedes – and there's just not there's none for sale. Uh, whenever I type that in, it always goes straight to just different Mercedes car parts. Oh, get under get under the heading of cars and trucks. There might not oh, be I, anybody there. Try yeah. cars and trucks. When I had the Mercedes thing, the drop down 
skipped over 260. It had 250, 250C, 280. Uh, I'll I'll accept 220 as well. You better hope there's not one on there because I'm looking since we're done. (laughs) Mike August is going to send them a link later. It it makes (laughs) – I'll send one out to Dixon if they go over 100 grand or to Bill Simmons. (laughs) The the two – all right. The 10-speed is a pretty rare bird, the automatic 10-speed. Back in the day and and throughout the day, uh, the aforementioned Ferrari 400 had a turbo 400 GM transmission in it or whoever made it, transmission. Ferrari didn't have a transmission. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a GM. That. Yeah, it's like it's it's the thing. that's horrible about that Ferrari four hundred that stick like looks like from a Mustang, like yeah. an automatic Mustangs, but it's the T handle thing, and that's what they did. And there's been a lot of that. Yeah. So I imagine if somebody's making a ten speed, there's some sort of joint whatever where they're going back and back and forth. Yeah, because there's a separate company that they outsource to that makes it. You'd be a fool you get a if you were just to... Lexus and you're like, let's just open up a factory and make 10 speeds. Yeah, like the this joint whatever GM and Ford transmission. I don't know who's making the thing, but. All right. All right. Kalen can't find anything. All right. I found a 72 Mercedes-Benz 220. Yeah. But, but that's this, a little too early. We're looking. It's actually too late, but we're looking for the two-seater version of this. All right. We'll keep looking. Well, th- this might just prove all of our point that these cars, nothing's really for sale right now because nobody's getting the money they want. I feel but. like there's got to be one on eBay somewhere. All right. Anyway, I'll tell you what you should look into. Bark Box, a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys picked around a surprise theme each and every month. You just tell them how big your dog is. See, for Phil, I think I just checked the 100-pound and above box. Oh, yeah. Probably just... One and above box. Uh, you check, and then you pick your plan. One month, six months, 12 months. Uh, then BarkBox, they ship out on the 15th of each month. Cancel anytime. Free shipping to continental U.S. And if your dog doesn't like something in the box, they'll send you something new. But it'll like everything in the box. Phil will even eat the box. <laughs> he says all about the box. He'll and eat he'll everything. Shit in the parking lot. All uh, all edible treats made in the USA and or Canada, so you know they're high quality and they're good stuff. And uh, this is like this is a good gift, especially if you got a gal in your life and the girls love their mutts and you get them this. This is uh, this is a good move, especially if you're courting someone. So you can get a uh, free month. You get an extra free month. Go to barkbox.com slash Corolla. When you subscribe, you get the extra free month at BarkBox.com slash Corolla. Let them know you heard it here. I said, get us a gift. Get it uh, Get it for your girl. Or get it for your wife and your dog. Hey, they'll love it. All right. Uh, let's see. I didn't see. see any 260s on eBay. All check. right. Well, then uh, it is, uh, I guess people are sitting. They, they were yeah. out there, so maybe they're sitting on them. Now, I wonder about the 220, but I think the 220 they did like in the mid like 64 or yeah, something so like I, that. I, I see like a 60, a 1960 Mercedes-Benz. This is like a 220 SE. This is this is like a pontoon convertible. This car is a little more special mm-hmm. for 188000 hmm. Uh But then you get into like a 64 200 series Benz and uh, – that one's thirteen hundred dollars. So there's something wrong there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's one for fifty one thousand. Another convertible, fifty thousand for sixty three, two hundred series. 
200. Ultra rare original. All right. Uh, us, you can uh, go to, uh, go online, go to, uh, where is it? Uh, CarCastShow.com. CarCastShow.com. Uh, I got live shows. You can go to AdamCroll.com for live shows. We've got the 24-Hour War and the Bug, uh, the movie. You go to Chassis. New T-shirts available. C-H-A-S-S-Y. Com. No safe spaces. Me and Dennis Prager. I'm going to check that out. At, uh, about 100 minutes of knowledge coming your way. And uh, we're going to do a reasonable doubt town hall. That'll be with Mark Ergus. That's Thursday, yeah. July 20th. Good guy. Uh, go to Corolla Drinks. Say hi to Lynette over there. What do you got? Uh, you know, you can follow me on social media. I'm all um, at Motorator. And check out Shift and Steer on iTunes and Podcast One. So. Until next time, Adam Kroll from At The Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Expectations matter. It's why with standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.